0: Have you, the, uh, link on, uh, have you dropped the link on the. Have uh... you dropped
1: the link on the. I'm grabbing it right now. All right, okay. folks. Welcome into this post game live. NC State falls at home to the Louisville Cardinals by a score of 13 10. Bear with us here for a couple more seconds. I'm going to grab this link and I'm going to tweet it out so we can get the, uh, the masses in here to get some things off their chest. Give us just yeah. a couple seconds. We see you in the comments. Continue to fill up this comment section. We'll get to as many as we can.
0: Yep. Yeah. And we will for sure show as many of the comments as we can uh, while we can here. So please, please be aware of that. Uh, just letting you know, Grayson, because you have hosting privileges and I don't, you'll have to be the one to display the comments. But I got you. Yeah.
1: Copy link.
0: Whew. Wow. Uh, wow. It's it's tough it's tough to even come up with words for what we just saw. It really is tough to come up with words, you know? And, and I think, you know what I I think is so interesting here? There was part of me that there was part of me that I, I really do feel like I really do feel like I wanted, if we were going to lose, this is how I wanted it to happen. This is how I wanted it to happen. And and let me explain to you why, okay? I didn't want us to lose in a shootout. I didn't want that to happen. I didn't want us to lose in a shootout because then there will be justification for, hey, Brendan Armstrong is doing everything that he can. He's making the right reads. He's hitting guys that are open. It's just we're as a team not figuring it out. I needed this to go in the way that it did. And here's the thing. This is something that Grayson can testify right now. He can vouch that I said this right now. I said if Louisville's offense performs like they've been performing or even close to it all season, we're going to get throttled. We're going to get throttled. My original prediction before we went on there, I had Louisville winning this game by 14 to 17 points. But then I thought, no, our defense they they could, you know, revert back to form and, and show something serious um in terms of of you know the ability to stop a dynamic offense, which they did. They did. To only allow to only allow a singular touchdown and two field goals against okay. the Louisville offense that came in averaging 40.
1: All right, you know, here we go. The link is tough, out. Tough officially get going here, Kenton. Thank you for tough filling year. some space there. My phone was no freaking out, I think, because of so many people interacting with no our problem. Twitter. But here we go. This is uh, a post-game Wolfpack therapy session. Pull up a yeah. chair. Yeah. Get get comfortable. Yeah. We got we got some things to discuss here. I am so incredibly embarrassed for our defense. Absolutely our defense
0: absolutely.
1: should be absolutely pissed blank blank off absolutely clean I rating you know what i you know what i said there yeah we played well yeah. enough to win that game the defense played well enough to win that game that's the top offense so far in the acc have they played inferior competition yes for all by all number standpoint that was the top offense in the acc we turned them over, what, three times? Yeah, We held them we'll to, sure to 13 that. total points, one touchdown, two field goals. You couldn't ask for a better effort from your defense tonight. Perfect one. Our first comment here, Andrew Miller. I want to buy Tony G multiple drinks. I'll, I'll buy him. I'll, I'll buy the whole bar for Tony Gibson tonight because he earned it. He earned yeah. every cent of that paycheck he's getting. Okay? Yep the offense it's this has been a this has been a slow burn we've been wondering when it's going to come out we've been wondering what is it is armstrong going to show up at all this year tonight i think you got the official definitive answer and that mm-hmm. answer is no brennan armstrong is a shell of 2021 brennan armstrong That's a fact at this point. We are now five games into this season. We have seen all we are going to see from Brennan Armstrong. The offense was a painful, painful offense to watch all night. It's somehow getting worse. They were worse tonight. Sure, Louisville's defense is better than UVA. I'll give you that. Just the the, the little things, the penalties, some of the routes we were running, the play calling was worse than it has been arguably all season. How does that happen in game five? How, and listen, this is going to come off as a wild shot, and I don't want this to be super disrespectful, but it's a common opinion i have seeing, and it's one that I very much agree with. Keon Lassane is getting far too much run in this offense right now. I understand he's a captain. I understand he's a leader of this wide receiving room. I'm not seeing any reason that he is continually getting a bulk of the targets here in addition to KC, some of Rosner. I'm not seeing it. I'm, I'm not, I, I, I'm not understanding these deep streaks down the sideline for Lacin, because we've completed one, two and five games. How many times are we going to run this? And it, the, the, the throw goes 10 yards out of bounds. It goes into the receiver's hands. Yeah. How long can you afford to do this? Kenton, I'll let you take the wheel here for a couple minutes.
0: I want to say this, and I I really want to – it hurts me to say this, but I got to say it. And um, I don't want to make this about me. I never want to make this show about myself or Grayson because it's not about us. It's about the fans here. But we know NC State is known as the blue-collar school. Folks who put their hands in the dirt, go to work, you know our our cows and our natural resources schools some of the best there is, and so I want to describe to y'all what my day looked like, okay? Just for a second here, wake up at 4 a.m., go to work from 4:30 to 10:30, um, get off there, go record from 10:30 or from 10:30 to 1 p.m. pre-show and then the recording of Locked On College Football Live, get off there, take a small nap from, uh, get some lunch. Take a small nap from one p one thirty basically until 4 p.m. Record with Candace Cooper at uh, 5.30 for Locked on ACC. And then watch this game. And now I'm coming to you all at 10.45. Now, here's why I say that. This isn't about me. This is about the members of Wolfpack Nation that actually do work the back breaking jobs that actually are, they wake up at 4 a.m. and they're out there in somebody's field doing something. They're out there in their own field, living off the the, the work that they do with their hands. This is about them. And let me tell you what I mean by that. To sit here and go through all that and then hear, oh, we're going to waste a year because Brendan's the more experienced guy. We're going to waste a year because we trust... This is all that some fans have to look forward to. This is it. This is all that some donors have to look forward to. And I'm going to tell you one sentence that stuck with me as the reason why starting Brennan Armstrong is completely inexcusable at this point. Andre Ware says, and I quote, on the interception of Cam Kelly, the one that floated high in the red zone, that's a freshman pass there. That's something you expect from a freshman. What have I said all along about the difference between Brennan Armstrong and MJ Morris? If I'm going to lose, I'm going to lose with the young guy who has time to learn. He has time to grow. He has time to become something different than what he is today. Brennan is in year six. This is the last football he's going to play. This is it. This is all. And to see what he's doing. And to see that there's a, oh, well, you know, we had injuries in the secondary. We had injuries at the safety. You know, let's just be glad we got out of here with a win. Look at this now. All the injuries are safety. What did Tony Gibson do? Did he complain about it? Did he say, well, you know, we're going to give up some points. That's a good offense. And we've got our secondary is banged up as banged up can be. No. He coaches a defense that competes. And they went out there and did what? Competed. And battled their asses off. And meanwhile, our offense is accounting for a majority of our 88 penalty yards. Meanwhile, our offense is throwing up not only freshman passes in the red zone, but complete ducks to end the game. Again, this ain't about me. This ain't about Grayson. Because I know both of us get up fairly early for work. I know both of us have had long days. This is about all the members of Warpac Nation who put in that same, same, those same types of hours of, of, of long work to, to then get off and expect to see an at least competent product out of NC State. And we get to see a defense that's kicking ass. We get to see a defense that's a playoff defense. If you would give this defense to those Oklahoma teams coached by Lincoln Riley, that brother's hand's got a few more rings on them. And yet, offensively, we have to watch something that's so flagrant, something that's so useless, something that's so bad, I sit here and think to myself, I'm glad that we lost this way so that there's no more reason to say we are aiming to win football games while starting this quarterback." And that's all I got to say on that. And, and after this, we'll get into the positives because there were positives. Obviously, when you allow 13 points, there are positives. Obviously, with Julian Gray, once again, get your return and put you in plus territory, there are positives. But we have got to get to the elephant in the room first of an offense that's so anemic it can't stand up too fast or it might fall over immediately. Go ahead, Grace.
1: Absolutely. Real fast here, we got to pay some bills with a live read. Our first sponsor is Nutrafol. Did you know that 80% of men will experience hair thinning in their lifetime? It's normal, but it doesn't have to be your fate. You can get ahead of thinning with Nutrafol. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement clinically shown to improve your hair growth, visible thickness, and visible scalp coverage. Go to Nutrafol.com men to take their hair health wellness quiz. Identify your causes of thinning hair, and Nutrafol will give you a personalized plan for better hair health through whole body wellness. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com slash men and enter the promo code LockedOnCollege. Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. This is neutrafal.com slash men spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L dot com slash men and enter the promo code locked on college. Okay. Let me dive back into some of these comments here. I saw a couple points that I wanted to run off of. Where did it And, just go? and uh,
0: while you while you get to those, I want to point out the biggest positive, of course, on the night was Peyton Wilson. A young man yes. that just he he just I mean again I, I tell the story all the time about how I saw him play at Orange High School and I said to myself, I had my Sonny Vaccaro moment of ah, that's it. Shut down, shut it down. You know, I'm I'm I don't need to see any more. This guy is it. To see that, you know, this young man again, we had a bust in coverage that he stops from turning into a touchdown single handedly. To see that we are, you know, looking like, oh, God, conservative Dave Doran going to put it again. LOL, JK, we've got Peyton Wilson running the ball now. To see that we had another double-digit tackle game from the young man. To see that we yeah. got a two-sack, what was it, five, six, seven pressure game from, from, uh, from Peyton Wilson? Peyton Wilson, brother, keep doing your thing. Superman no longer wears an S on his chest. He wears an 11 and a block S. Peyton Wilson is the guy. He was everywhere tonight.
1: It was a superhuman effort from Peyton Wilson tonight. Legitimately had to do everything. They had to line him up in punt formation to sneak across and get a first down. That is how down horrendous this offense is. You have nowhere else to look but the best player you have on both sides of the ball, a middle linebacker, to try and get you a first down. That's embarrassing. That is embarrassing. And again, not to take away from what Peyton did tonight, all over the field. He is, mm-hmm. again, proving he is not just one of the best linebackers in this conference. He is one of the best linebackers in this country. There's I'll take it a left- step
0: further. I'll take it a step further. He's not one of the best linebackers in the country, but one of the best players in the country. Period. You yes. can't tell me, you can't tell me that of, of non-quarterback players, because obviously the game is specifically tailored for quarterbacks to have a bigger impact. You can't tell me that there will be 10 other players in the country that are non-quarterbacks that have as big of an impact on the game as he did in this game. Single-handedly, single-handedly, basically, kept us in this game. And, and again, that defense as a whole, that defense, the positive of this game is the defense, to me, is reverting back to that old form. The defense, to me, is going back to, okay, we know what we need to do. There were some miscommunications early. We had some busting coverage early. But this game, you say what you want about Coach Brown. That man is going to draw up some offense. He's going to scheme up some players open. And for the most part, the only times that they hit for big plays, they were few and far between. And even then, I mean, it wasn't on a, a situation where you could say Gibson got out coached, It was on an execution man for man. Did we do our jobs? A player was put in position to make a play, and he didn't. I say this all the time on this show, and I stand by it. A coach coaches you through three to five steps of the play. That's all the coach can coach you for. All the rest of it, you have to go out there and be an athlete. You have to go out there and be an athlete. And so I'm I'm looking at this situation, and I'm saying to myself, the defense is doing great. They're in position. They're doing what they have to do. The offense, you know, again, we're not going to talk about them right now because we're talking about the positives. Our return game. Phenomenal.
1: Julian Gray put us Phenomenal. in the perfect position to start a game-winning drive there. And then poof, up and smoke, it went. In another guy, another guy who, who wanted to play hero for us tonight, Julian Gray. He yeah. did exactly what we needed in that situation. And then up and smoke, it went. And this comment here by and- Jason Santiago. I, I, th- I believe I said this on the live last week. It does feel like we were sold a lemon, and we're getting sick of it. Actually, not even getting. We are sick of it.
0: The the lemon broke down on the side of the road this game. The lemon broke down on the side of the road. We're on the highway putting up a thumbs. ACC quarterback needed. Quarterback play needed. ACC team, power five. Please, somebody, come pick us up. We deserve better. I'll, I'll tell you this. Again, in terms of the positive, I want you to think about this. I don't think that we win the UConn game. I'm sorry, not UConn. I don't think we win the UVA game or we are even in a position where we're looking at um, winning this game without the big returns from Julian Gray in the game. I mean, it's, it's odd. It's an odd concept to think about, but he's probably the most clutch kick returner I've ever seen. I, I've never seen a guy that for whatever reason, when it's in the fourth quarter and you absolutely need a guy that's going to get you something. Oh, yeah, kick it to Julian Gray if you want to. He's going to, sure, it don't matter where you kick off from. Virginia was back 15 yards. UVA kicked from where they would normally kick from. Both had the same result. NC State in plus territory thanks to a Herculean effort by the blockers, by the guys setting it up, and by Julian Gray. So our return game is another positive. And and so, to me, to me, those are the only positives that I have. I'm just going to be completely honest with you uh, because – our defense, we talked about how lights out they were. Our special team. And I'll even say this. That penalty for running into the kicker, complete and order, utter, utter nonsense. Complete Trash. utter nonsense. Trash. It's rare to hear. You know, every game has a uh, an officiating guy in the booth now. And to hear a and the officiating guy in the booth, normally they agree with the, the refs on everything. They find a way to say, oh, well, you know. In this situation, the ref said, well, you can clearly see the Louisville player is pushing him in the kicker's direction. There's not much else he can do in that situation.
1: Yes. What was he supposed to do? There was legitimately yeah. no way he could have contorted his body to not touch the, the outstretched leg of the punter. It was a trash call. Now, listen, I don't want to get caught up in this. That's not the reason we lost. I no,
0: absolutely not.
1: Absolutely blaming not. things on the refs. Referees did not decide this game. NC State no. decided this game. That yeah. was an atrocious yeah. call, the the call to eject Sean Brown. I thought terrible. that
0: was a terrible call. And, and here's the thing: I could live with I could live with saying that the refs heavily impacted this game. Had Louisville been able to run the ball out and run the clock out after that, or had after Sean Brown went down, our safety play was just god awful because we're playing some walk on or something like that. And they're just bombing us again and again and again, back to back to back. Then I'll be like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We we you know the, the refs kind of took us out of this. Well. The chances were there in Spider Ref, and I'm telling you right now, I'm a Detroit Lions fan. Do you understand? You understand? We watched Jawan Howard line up as slot receiver all week one. We watched this week the play cock, I'm sorry the uh, the the actual. Game clock hit triple zeros in the third quarter, and the Packers still got a playoff. We watched it. You know what the lines have figured out? We have to win in spite of it. There was opportunities for a state to win in spite of it. There was a drive that we're in plus territory to end the game, getting the ball. And we don't even – it's not even like we get deep and smoke that thing. First, play out. First play by a six-year guy. He throws up what is tantamount to a punt. And I know some people are going to say, well, Kenton, he shouldn't have had pressure on him straight straight away. I agree. But here's my problem. If we're looking at a young guy, if our quarterback situation is MJ Morris and Anthony Calandra, I live with that interception. And, And I mean that. I mean that. Even if it was MJ or Anthony Calandra, I would be upset about it right? Yes. And, and not saying that I wish Anthony Calandra played for NC State. I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying Anthony Calendria is a true freshman, so I understand if he makes a bonehead play like that. I understand that. I'm not okay with a six-year guy making freshman throws.
1: Correct. Yes. 100% I, agree.
0: I'm not okay with it. I, I, I don't understand it, and it's it's indefensible. I want I want to make this thing clear, and I'm going to pass it back to you, Grayson. I want to make this thing clear. If Doran is serious about winning, and he does not want apathy to set in amongst this fan base toward the football team. He cannot start Brendan Armstrong for another game. He can't do it. He can't do it. We watched Brendan Armstrong single-handedly trick off with the church's money. We watched him do it single-handedly. And again, not saying that the offensive line showed up and was dominant. They were awful as well. They were awful as well. But guess what? When they did give him time, the reads weren't there, I and I told y'all, and I know that a lot of people think that like Grace and I just talk when we say we watch the film. We really do watch the film on this we
1: team. Actually, do yes,
0: we really do. Oh, and when I
1: spend t- too much time watching and, film,
0: and when I tell you that his eyes are messed up, have I not been saying for weeks, Brennan's eyes? I don't know yeah. what he's looking at. I don't know what he's. I am literally looking to see. Okay, these are the reads that he's making, or. Okay, maybe he's influencing the safety or a linebacker to move this way, but this is what he wants all along. I genuinely don't understand what he's looking at. I've called up my friends who play quarterback and said, help me out. Help me understand this play. I, I need some help understanding it. And even they're saying, we couldn't tell you. I-, I don't know what he's doing here. So with that being said, if we see Brendan Armstrong start again, I can't be mad at Wolfpack Nation for becoming apathetic toward this team. I can't be mad at leaving at halftime and all that. And I'm going to give it to you, Gracie, because I've talked enough. I've said enough. But that's just where I'm at with this thing.
1: Yeah, I mean, I believe I believe you had this tweet right before we jumped on here, Kenton. But you said leaving Brennan as a starter is objectively agreeing to lose at this point. What, what's the argument against that? Because I don't believe there is one. Mm-hmm. If you continue to run Brennan Armstrong out there with what we saw tonight what we saw against Virginia, what we saw against UConn, parts of Notre Dame. How can you expect for folks to not look at this as a rebuild? Earlier this week, I said, I'm not so sure this feels like a rebuild, but more of a transitional year because it's, it's sort of understood that the receivers are still in the lab, so to speak. We're growing them, getting experience, because this is all meant to benefit MJ starting next year and then moving forward. Listen, we don't have any more time to wait around here. Yes. And I I said this, I said this last week, Brennan Armstrong has now become completely indefensible. Yeah. And just taking a quick look at his stat line here, 13 of 25, 112 yards and two picks. You cannot run that out there every single week. Louisville's defense is not even a good defense. It's not. They ranked close to the bottom in the ACC in pass defense. We made them look like they could contend for an ACC title tonight, the way we looked on offense.
0: Yeah. And yeah.
1: not to flip-flop here, a little bit more of defensive talk here. When ACC teams have to game plan for Louisville the remainder of this year, they are more than likely gonna look at what we did tonight against them. Because mm-hmm. we gave them the best performance that they have been up against all season so far. And we completely, I don't want to use the word punted it away, but we essentially punted it away. A complete waste.
0: Well well, he did. He did the last, the last play, offensive play of the game for NC State was again tantamount to, to a punt. I don't understand. Yeah. In that situation, we have enough time to where if you eat a sack there, we're okay. We're okay. We're not under 30 seconds to where that sack is the end of the game and there's nothing we can do. And even if we were under 30 seconds, you take the sack, you spike the ball, you still have 20 something left to, you know, do what you need to do to get in field goal position. Cuz mind you, we're only down 3 now. We're not down 6, we're not down 5 or 6 to where it's like hey, a field goal does us no good. You have to get to the end zone or else. We're in plus territory, or or maybe we were a few yards short. I'm, I'm not sure where exactly the Julian Gray kick return went out of bounds, but we were either in plus territory or past our 40. I know for a fact we were past our 40 at minimum. All you had to do was get about two, maybe three first downs. That's it. That's yeah. it. You don't need the full 60. And, and yet, you know, like you said, we do what is basically a punt to end the game.
1: Right. And this comment here from Willie Webhead, fire name, I hope Webhead is actually your last name. That'd be so sick. Listen, this is exactly why fans, and including Kent and I, were so fired up after an ugly win last week at Virginia. We understood that the effort we got last week would not do against other ACC teams. We went out there tonight we played maybe even worse than we did against Virginia. And look what happens here.
0: I, I disagree. I disagree.
1: You win stupid prizes.
0: I disagree. As a team, I think we played much better than we did in Virginia. Because I think the defense, because, I think the yeah. defense played that much better to where it makes sense. I think if this team had played against Virginia, that game looks like 17 0 or 17 3, something like that. Yeah. Uh but I again, like you said, offensively. I, I would agree. We look just as bad, if not worse, if not worse. And and to see to see what, what happened there, I, I I genuinely don't get it. I very genuinely don't understand. We talk so much about, hey, you know, for the Brennan Armstrong apologist, the story has been the help hasn't been around him. On a play where he fumbled, what else could you ask the offensive line to do? Yeah. What else could you ask him to do? They opened up a hole. Actually. He ran through it. He did not secure the ball properly. Boop, gets knocked out.
1: You you mentioned the offensive line. I do think we should spend at least a couple minutes. Oh, yeah.
0: Let's get into it. Ball. Let's get into it. They got whooped tonight. Up yeah.
1: and down the field. They were bad. Yeah. We yeah. we we saw we saw the writing on the wall in game one against UConn on the road. And I believe, you know, that was that was the first time, of course, getting a look at Armstrong. And a lot of folks are saying. Is he pulling it down too early and just taking off? Is he getting through his progressions at all, or is he just giving up and running for it? And a lot of that because a lot of that in game one at UConn, I think was because of the struggles in the offensive line. They got pro- progressively better until tonight. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they're not the reason Armstrong was so bad tonight, but they didn't help either. They did not help. No, they didn't help no. either. I saw a lot of times. It was it was a very bad airport security. They were breezing yeah. right through. Oh, yep, that is my bag in security line. I'll take that and I'll hop on this plane. Yeah. It was that yeah. bad. And again, that doesn't excuse the way that Armstrong played tonight when it's all said and done here. But yeah. the entire offensive unit. We can even look at the running back room as well. Maybe you maybe you attribute that to some play calling. Sure. We're not getting downhill at all.
0: But that's and a
1: Coming from the offensive line. Yeah, and that's
0: a function of the offensive line. That's a function of the offensive line. And and here's the thing. For as the offensive line deserves the heat that they're getting. Absolutely. They deserve the heat for this thing. But here's the thing. When they roll well, if you're a six-year guy, we're supposed to be winning because of you. I've always talked about the three types of quarterbacks. You win... Because of a guy, which means you are making the superstar plays that is making this happen, right? USC doesn't win with Caleb Williams. They win because of him. You win Correct. with a guy. Uh, if you win with a guy, it's like, oh, he does enough. You know, it, like, he doesn't hurt us. He doesn't really help us. Like, he, he just does what he's supposed to do. And we're okay with that. If you want to use a quarterback there, you could use, I guess, David Carr or something like that. Like, he's not going to kill you. He's not going to make that turnover that's back breaking. But he's also not going to throw those 40-yard dots where you're like, hey, that's a dude right there. He just makes the read he's supposed to make, delivers the ball on time. You go from there. And then you've got the quarterback that you have to win in spite of. You're thinking Mark Sanchez with the Jets, right? Where you're like, oh, my God. Like, yes, we can win. But Jesus Christ, tell him to just hand the ball up. Right now... We're looking at this thing where we're having to win in spite of our quarterback. And I don't see how so many people told me, Ken, if you say that you want MJ to play, you're only adding one or two wins to this team's total win count. And are you sure you want to burn a red shirt year for that? I don't, I'm not sure if you all see how college football is going right now, but let's just say that we would have saved Devin Leary to, you know, not get a, a couple wins up off of him because we didn't want to burn his red shirt. Where would Devin Leary have finished out his career regardless? Kentucky.
1: Hmm. Actually, hold on real fast. There was a comment that alluded to this. Um, Bobby Crotts, I promise I see you, Bobby. There's just so many comments to weed through. Here it is. He says, I remember yelling at the TV to start Leary a few years ago. Three letters and then Doran. Yeah, mm-hmm. it does feel like a little bit of that situation. Yeah. In 20, but the- I think it was 2019. We started Matt McKay. And-
0: and that's, and that's my point. We don't – the reality is I don't care what anybody says or how anybody says it. You cannot play this game of we need to do roster planning for three years that's, out.
1: That's that's over. That's over.
0: That ship has
1: sailed.
0: In today's game of college football, we have what is basically free agency. We yeah. saw – and for, for all the mess that people talk about, oh, Coach Prime and, and you know, Deion Sanders and them got blew out By Oregon, whoop-dee-doo. They were 1-11 last year. Dion's already tripled their win total in one year. You know how he did it? By turning over the roster virtually completely. How many other coaches have done a similar thing? Braum, the coach we just played, nearly turned over their roster. Thrash ain't a guy from there. Joe R. Jordan ain't a guy from there. Plummer ain't a guy from there. Like, what are we? I am telling you right now. I'm telling you right now we're playing a stupid game. If playing MJ will get us one or two more wins, and that's being very generous, being very generous to Brennan, very uh, aggressively saying you're not that much of a difference maker to MJ, which I firmly disagree with, even if we say one or two more wins. I think with Brennan, our ceiling is six wins. I think that's our absolute ceiling with Brennan, six wins. If we add one or two wins to that.
1: Droop75 here says, I love how you guys call it like it is. It's something, you say this a lot, Kenton. We'll tell you a joke. We'll tell you a story. We ain't ever gonna tell you a lie.
0: Yeah, and and the we're and the rule
1: we're gonna call it like we see it.
0: And the rule of this show, even long before Grayson got here, no fluff pieces, no hit pieces. I'm not gonna come after somebody unnecessarily. If I I don't have any personal vendettas against any players or coaches, I promise you I don't. I promise you I don't. If I have problems with Dorn, it wouldn't be a situation where I was taking pictures with him at at you know all of the uh, any media day I see him at or we chatting and whatnot, all that good stuff whenever I see him. It's all love. It's all positive vibes. All the coaches that are there from when I was there, it's all love. It's all positive vibes. Thunder has been more of a father to me than my actual father since the day I met him. It's all love. Anything that I say about this team is not coming from a place of criticism that I hate. It's, It's coming from a place of legitimate, I care for this program. I want to see us be the best we can be. And I'll tell you what, at this point, if we continue to start brennan then i am okay with having that conversation of can we be the best program we can be with Doran at the helm i'm okay with asking that question at that point
1: you see you see this comment here on the bottom of the screen i'm gonna read an ad and then i got something to say stick with us here our second sponsor of the day is ebay motors let me pull up the banner make sure you can see them where did that go sorry ebay our second sponsor of the day is eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. That's what brings home the winning trophy. It's also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers to roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, You'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay's Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber and not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebay.com slash motors. Okay, let me bring Fred's comment back up. I already lost it. Here it is. He says one of Kenton's keys next week needs to include the start of MJ Morris for the, for the last five weeks and throughout the summer, I have been pretty vocal that I did think emphasis on did that's now past tense that Brennan Armstrong should be quarterback one. It's time we're here. Yeah. MJ Morris at the very least, deserves a shot. We're here. A lot of y'all have been waiting for this. It's been asked literally every week, even since the first game at UConn. I've seen enough. I have officially seen enough. If you continue to run Brennan Armstrong out here, you are admitting that you are not trying to win as many games as possible this year. And Kenton, you've been saying this. I've been trying so hard to lay off this take. I can't lay off any longer. I no longer care about the redshirt. It's a new world of college football, and you have to win now. Next year is not promised. You have no idea what your roster is going to look like next year. You referenced Louisville, the amount of players that they brought in this year. They're off to a 5-0 start. I'm not saying the ends justify the means exactly, but it's not far off. Look at Colorado. That's a little bit of a different story because of the buzz they got going on. Yeah, Overhauled almost their entire roster. I'm saying this to say you don't know who will be on your team next year. Mm-hmm. You cannot afford to sit here and let players go to waste, essentially, in in hopes that MJ is able to take the keys – next year, and and have immediate success. You can't wait that long. You cannot afford to sit here and wait any longer. And also, the second part of this, okay, the second part of this, I'm also not saying that if you insert MJ, everything is solved, because I don't think that's the case at all. I think MJ will likely run into a lot of the same problems that Brennan has, hopefully with better accuracy at the very least. Of course. If the O-line is bad, it doesn't matter who you have back there yeah. calling the plays. You could have an NCAA football create a player in the background, and they're still going to complete 50% of their passes.
0: Uh, now, hold on now. Those, those NCAA creative players, they can do some special things with no help. You know what I mean? A I, 90
1: I, 99 I, overall
0: back <laughs> No, but you're right. You're right. You're absolutely right. Okay. you right. Look, right.
1: yeah. it's, MJ is not the saving grace when it's all said and done here. I don't think him putting in – putting him in there is going to elevate us to nine or ten wins. I think right now we're looking at six wins, seven if we beat somebody we shouldn't beat.
0: I I disagree. I disagree. I think MJ pushes us to at least eight. I think MJ pushes Uh, us to at least eight. And let me me tell you why. Let me tell you why I say MJ pushes us to at least eight, right? Let's just say that we get this defense sometimes. Do we get the defense we had tonight sometimes? And we get the defense that we saw at UConn and and um against Notre Dame at other times, right? Let's say we get that defense again, half and half for the rest of the season, right? Let's just pair them off in that way, okay? If we look at the rest of the schedule for the pack, I could very easily, and I'm not saying this based on the fact that, oh, I graduated from NC State, therefore I'm gonna say that we're the best thing state by 50. Everybody knows that's not me, right? That that's not who I, that's that's not the guy I am. Let's look at the rest of this schedule and you tell me if we get the defense performing like they did and MJ Morris is Brennan Brennan Armstrong 1.5, right? Like just half times better than him, not two times, three times better than who he is. Do you think we could beat Marshall with that?
1: With Armstrong?
0: No, no. with, with With MJ Morris as the starter, if he's better than what Armstrong is, if he's just a slight improvement for Armstrong, do you think we could beat Marshall? Yes. Okay, that puts us at four wins. Duke?
1: That's a toss up. Mm. Okay. That's a mm, mm, mm. so I'll
0: say no to Duke. We're at four okay. wins.
1: I'll say I'll say no simply because I picked them as a no in the preseason. Okay. I have Duke beating NC State.
0: Okay. Clemson. No. I I would say yes, but I'll give you the no there. Miami.
1: Miami's interesting. Miami's interesting because mm-hmm. preseason I said similar to a Louisville, I think there's so many new parts that they're not going to be able to put it together here in the first year of such a new team. right? So far, they've looked better than I've expected them to. When it -hmm. it comes time for Miami to come into Raleigh, I truly don't know what will happen. But I'll tell you this, if Brennan Armstrong's the quarterback, I can tell you what will happen. I think we all know the answer to
0: that. Okay. And so after that, we got Wake Forest and Virginia Tech.
1: Those are probably the two you feel the most confident about outside of a Marshall.
0: OK, so you got Marshall, Virginia Tech, Wake Forest, where, again, we're pretending that MJ is not
1: crazy, too, because two of those are on the road, one of which is in <laughs> Winston-Salem, which where we haven't won in what, almost 20 years.
0: And and so and so we're looking at six games right there. And then UNC, we're looking at six games right there and a rivalry game where we have proven as of late. It's been over a thousand days since they beat us. Am I am I correct? Yes, it's I been mean, what, three years or so?
1: Talent, I think talent wise, UNC probably has the edge there. I just think we all know how but, that game. Goes.
0: But here's yeah. what I'm saying: here's what I'm saying. Even if we kept Brennan Armstrong getting a quarterback, I can see us yeah. winning all three of the ones that I mentioned in terms of Virginia here's, Tech, here's, Wake Forest, Marshall. I can see us winning all three of those games. If you add example. in if you add in MJ, if you add in MJ and you say he's better than Brennan, he's a definitive upgrade from Brennan. I don't see how we don't get eight. I don't see how we don't get there. Here,
1: here's an interesting conversation for you. If you keep Brennan Armstrong in with this team in 2023, are they better than Ben Finley at UNC in 2022?
0: I'm sorry, what?
1: If, if, you have, if Brennan
0: Armstrong is the no, quarterback. No, no, no. I, 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 I believe that I heard you right there. Oh, we're okay. saying, <laughs> okay. does this team this year beat NC State last year with Ben Finley? no,
1: no, no, no. no. Does does 2023 with Brennan Armstrong, do they have a better chance against UNC than Ben Finley did or no?
0: I'd say the odds are about the same because you got a defense that's standing on their head and you're expecting nothing from the quarterback. So I'd say the odds are about the same. I mean, we went into that. Nobody was expecting Ben Finley to show up and show out. Nobody was. Nobody was expecting it. And, and what Bart what Bart Brown Law is saying is exactly what I'm saying. If the D plays like they did tonight, which I'm not expecting every game, which is possible, it's possible that this is who they are because history has shown us that this is much closer to who they are than what we've seen at other points of time this season. But if they play like they did tonight and we get MJ in there and MJ is just a quarterback we win with, not even saying he's a quarterback we're winning because of, not even saying that he's doing these magical things where it's like, Hey, that's that Morris magic, baby. You can't, you got to give him his guts. He's just going to show up and do it every time. If we get him playing at the qu- level of an average ACC quarterback, I could see easily six to seven to eight, honestly. And I mean that very seriously. I don't know a world in which I feel so confident in that Clemson team that I'm, I'm shaking in my boots saying there's no way if MJ plays well, I'm sorry. that's just not, not a thing for me. We've talked about North Carolina already. I'm sorry. It's not a thing for me that I'm looking at that team saying we can't beat them. And if we were to lose to a Wake Forest, a Virginia Tech, or a Marshall, then I would be looking and saying, okay, there's nothing we can do at quarterback that is the right answer. But what I'm seeing right now is a quarterback that is, I mean, objectively, below useless. He's a net negative for the team right now. And that's just the reality. And again, I'm, I'll, I'll say this and I'm going to leave it here because I've said this until I'm blue in the face. And, and as you can clearly see, my complexion doesn't allow me to exactly turn blue like some folks do. The reality is very simple. If we're going to have a guy throwing freshman passes, if we're going to have a guy throwing punts at the end of a game, I want the young guy doing it. Who's going to learn from that? Because we can tell MJ after that interception, if he throws up that type of punt, hey, MJ, man, you got to realize in that situation, pull the ball down, eat the sack, hurry the offense back, and then we go run the next play. We know that you don't know no better because you're a, a true sophomore and, you know, it, you those mistakes are going to be made. We get it. But we need better from you. And really – if I'm if I'm really being honest and thinking about it, how many games did, did uh did MJ play in last year? Was it what four? Three. It was four?
1: like two and a half.
0: Two and a half. So I'm not sure. I know that they were later in the season, so that may interfere with the whole red shirt thing. But I mean, the two and a half plus the injury situation, I'm I'm not saying that I'm counting on the NCAA to do right by NC State, but I'd rather go with that logic and get in the red shirt and saying, hey, we're gonna sit him out and continue with this Brennan experiment. Uh, as opposed to playing them. So that's that's my thing, and that's the last thing I'm going to say on it because this loss, we could talk about it ad nauseum. We could break this thing down a million different ways, but at this point, I feel like we're, we're all going to say the same thing here.
1: Yeah, so that's going to do it for us here on this post-game live. Thank you all so very much for diving in here with us. We're going to cut this here. We're going to leave some meat on the bone for Monday's episode. Be sure to check us out. Same place. It's on our YouTube channel. Also be tweeted out uh, by our Twitter account. That's capital uh, capital L capital O underscore Wolfpack. If you do not already follow us, find us there. We'll see you all on Monday. We got a whole lot more to talk about. Gives us a chance to sort of break this down over, I guess, an extra day on the weekend instead of playing on Saturday. We're gonna dive into what else went wrong. Maybe some more of what went right. Probably gonna be talking the defense when we talk about that portion. But again, thank you all so much for jumping in here with us. We're going to keep it honest. We're doing this after every single game. We're going to tell you how it is. We appreciate so many of you diving in here and also telling it how you think it is. A lot of you are very brutally honest. That's what we do on here. Like we said before, we'll tell you a joke. We'll tell you a story. We ain't never going to tell you a lie. We're going to tell you how it is every single time. So very disappointing loss for NC State here on Friday night. They lose to Louisville by a score of 13 to 10. A lot of questions about where we go next. Up next, I believe we have Marshall at home. That is next Saturday. Back to playing on Saturdays at least. Good Lord. Good Lord. I I, I would have been okay with an ugly win tonight, but instead we get an ugly loss. That makes it a lot worse. We'll see you all on Monday. Until then, go Pack.
0: Go Pack.